Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide, and CatScan from Proactive Risk. So, who are you and what are you working on? Cool. Well, um, my name is Mark Denahan, and I'm the project leader of uh, the OAuth Security Shepherd project. So that's what I'm working on today, and Paul's working with me. Yeah, I'm Paul, and I'm working on the with Mark on the OAuth Security Shepherd project. Good. Where are you guys from? Uh, we're both from Dublin, back in Ireland. Oh, so you know Owen? Yeah, yeah, with the two Owens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, what is uh, the Shepherd project? What is it? So Security Shepherd, it's a mobile and web application training platform for penetration testing. Mm -hmm. So it uh, covers the OWASP top 10 risks from both the mobile and web projects. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, so it starts out with uh, lessons for people to go through. So it'd be really textbook examples of things like SQL injection and cross-site scripting. Like there'd be no protections in place. The kind of things you'd read out of a, the kind of, the kind of things you'd be familiar with seeing in like web code and uh, 101 talks on what they are and then it gets a little bit more difficult so you'd start to see the bad fixes that developers will put into applications like mm -hmm, blacklist mm -hmm. filters and uh, in poor encoding metrics and then they the fixes get more and more complete as they go on so i think for csrf uh, and sql injection I think we have about eight or nine challenges after the lesson mm -hmm. so when you get to the end of the game, suddenly it stopped being an introduction tool and started being uh, something that a security uh, professional would struggle with. So it's, it's a, it covers the entire spectrum from complete novice to expert. So uh, it's, it's an application that's for everyone to, to brush up on this. Good. So you guys just traveled 5,000 miles. What do you want to accomplish? You're here at AppSec USA in San Francisco, right? Yeah, we, we want to get the, uh, get the word out on... On, on the project, pro project and get more people's eyes on it, maybe get more levels um, if people want to contribute to, to make a level. So um, the project's on GitHub, people can make a pull request and put a level in. Or What, we, what we've also introduced um, is translation support. So we're, we've got some translation in Chinese, we're looking for Spanish and Indian or Whatever language people people could contribute to to translating. The you know, Rio. He's here from Japan. Perfect. You gotta talk to Rio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, cool. yeah, that's our main objective. We want to get the visibility of the project out there because at the moment it's kind of poor. Yeah, it, it's mainly within the OWASP circle. Sure. That those people know about it, but we want to expand that. Explain to people how they would use it. How would somebody use it? So if you were a, uh, so if you are running a manual penetration testing team or some, something like that you could uh, train up your uh, train up your new brand new testers on how to how to find these type of vulnerabilities with it if you're in a if you're a college lecturer and you're trying to teach security it's a great platform for for that as well yeah and we, we've run this at a couple of colleges but in uh, in Ireland and, and the UK and it's got great rece reception from the, the students so we run about a three-hour session so um, yeah, it's kind so, of like a CTF. Yeah, so we've, it's got a few different kind of modes. It's got one mode where you could sit down by yourself and go through every level that you want to go through. But then it's got more modes that be more appropriate for if you're running a conference and you want to have a CTF running, mm -hmm. you can have it that uh, instead of the modules being categorized by vulnerability, they're categorized by difficulty. 
So um, maybe if you're brand new, you should concentrate on these 10 levels here because they're considered the, the entry level. But if you're, uh, you're looking for a bit of something a little more interesting because you're at AppSec USA 2015, maybe you should be going for the uh, most difficult challenges. How long is the project? How old is it? Uh, it's been running for about three years, I think. Maybe a little bit longer. So the first phase is over. You're first phase, oh in. yeah. Where, okay. where, where are you moving to? Where are you going to next? Um, I suppose um, one, one of the ideas that we got today was um, we, we should reach out to developers, not only to testers. So at the minute it's very focused to testers, so find the, find the defect and understand the defect. But how do you mitigate that defect? Yeah. So maybe the next the next step is some sort of code snippet or, or something to, to show developers ways of mitigating SQL injection, cross-site scripting, whatever level they're, they're, they're on. And then they get a better understanding on when they're coding, how can I mitigate against this? Because the, the platform show, shows you how to find the defects, but it doesn't show you how to, mm -hmm. mitigate to fix them. It's interesting because the DevOps world, I'm in DevOps too, is actually trying to move that visibility left about security and development. It sounds like that's where you guys want to go too. Yeah. Move yeah. security into the development life yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you're going to fix the bugs. Yeah. yeah. Not just fix them, but actually as they're developing, because you should be able to find them as you're developing. You catch them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, when I'm thinking about what you're doing, uh, is it mainly a documentation project and people no, are going to come to you? It's very practical. Okay. So um, there'd be a layman's terms documentation in the lessons those that I mentioned earlier. There'd be a lot of help for someone to help try to understand what the security risk is. But then um, after reading that documentation, for lack of a better word, they then need to go through a practical example of really poor, poorly made uh, search box that's vulnerable to SQL injection. And then after that, it's they're practically trying to break the next level and uh, that bad fix for injection. Is the ultimate plan to have some kind of certification? Um, I've never actually considered the idea of a certification. Um, see, I don't, I don't know if it would work too well because uh, the solutions for Security Shepherd, um, if you, let's say you're a lecturer and you want you want to make sure you understand how to complete all the levels properly before you run it in a class. There's a there's a cheat sheet cheat sheet uh, function that you can run that you can see uh, solutions on how to pass the the level. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it would be appropriate for uh, certifications because it'd be very easy to find out how to solve all the challenges. So I don't think the certification would hold any weight. I think the only way we'd be able to do that if, is if we were able to make the challenges uh, dynamic and made on the spot, so no one gets the same challenge twice. Let's say that I'm a company and I've got a hundred developers. Mm -hmm. How are they going to utilize your project? So, um, one person would run a server. So uh, that would that they would run Security Shepherd and then point to everybody at that instance. And then uh, as everyone's playing together, depending on how they have it rolled out, if it's in an open floor mode or a tournament mode, and they can, everyone can see a scoreboard. So it it kind of stops. Hopefully, the idea is that uh, it kind of stops being a chore to learn and it becomes more about beating the guy beside you, mm -hmm. uh, about not being last, about being on top of the scoreboard. Because uh, the person who completes a challenge first gets a few extra points. The more difficult the challenge is, the more points they get. 
and uh, it, it becomes it's kind a, of gamified. Yeah, it's, so. I was going to say, how much gamification is in the platform? Yeah, as, as Mark said, if you complete a level, I think it's first, first, second, and third, get extra points. They get medals as well, get the scoreboard, and right. that sort of stuff. So, I mean, when we, when we run it in colleges, um, you know, the, the students are interested, and then we put the scoreboard up, and they see where they are on the scoreboard, and then it gets really competitive, and the, the room is quiet, people's heads are down, and they're really trying to... Is this something these. that we could do at uh, the APSEC conferences? Could we actually have a competition? Yeah, we could, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we have a we have a beta running at the moment with the, the latest stable at uh, oasp.securityshepherd.eu. We tend to have it up uh, as often as we can. It runs out of a college back in Dublin called uh, the Institute of Technology of Um It's running out of security lab, so we do our best to make sure it's up and available, but it does be in a state of flux. But yeah, ideally, it'd be great if we got everyone playing it and uh, they could they could have a bit more banter about nice. where they are in the score. But we don't want to be competing with the CTF project that runs out of here as well. You mentioned Bruce Mayhew's WebGo project. Yes. Are, did you pattern this after that? No, no. Um, so uh, this started actually as my final year project in my, uh, in my undergrad. And uh, what we wanted was something for running CTF. Uh, similar, so similar to uh, to WebGo. I'm oh, sorry for people that don't know what CTF. Well, CTF is a capture the flag comp competition. Mm -hmm. The idea is that uh, you solve a security puzzle to capture a, 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 a flag or a key that you would use to mark the level that's completed and get some points in return. So what we were doing, we were working a lot with uh, colleges and trying to do um, trying to raise awareness in application security, and uh, we could have used WebGo for that, but it was. Uh, it wasn't really appropriate for kind of a server client. It wasn't appropriate for us to run one of them in the in the lab and get everyone to connect to because it didn't scale properly like that because um, the way the user the user management works. So that's why we, we opted to go for something that was a little bit more gamified. So that's where uh, mm -hmm. the idea for this project came from. Could this be moved over to an AWS so that you could get? Yes. Yeah. Very easily. Uh, so uh, we need, just need to make a. AWS image available, but um, if you go onto our GitHub's wiki, there's uh, scripts that you can just run on a Ubuntu machine and you'll have a Security Shepherd instance immediately. Average time to play the game. I'm going to call it a game from now. Wow, okay. Uh, average time. It's a great question because um, I don't think, when, when we first started, maybe when we were in version one, we'd, we'd run a workshop for about three hours. And uh, depending on the skill set of the people in the workshop, um, the furthest anyone's got in three hours was 25 levels in. We have, today we've got 70, 70 levels. Odd, yeah. So. You've got to gamify to get people all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 ran a, we, ran a, we ran one at a, a hackathon in Dublin. We ran Latam as well. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a, great, that's a great point. We, ran, we, we used the platform for a capture the flag competition uh, for the OWASP Latam tour this year. So we uh, we put in challenges that weren't in the in the normal release, mm -hmm. and then we added those challenges afterwards. So um, you would be able to go on and look at the code just to solve the levels. Oh, this is such an obvious play for the AppSec conference. It, it would. It, we'd, uh, I think we fit in really well. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it's a maybe something we should look into doing uh, for the next one. So, what do you need from the community? What kind of help do you need? We definitely need help tra translating the platform. So at the moment, it's. Paul, you look like you have. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say translation. translation. I, I was kind of responsible for that um, initiative. So um, I was. I was saying to Mark, yeah, we should definitely translate it because 
we went to we went out to a college and we had twenty twenty five Chinese students and I noticed that they were using Google Translate copying and pasting paragraphs mm. out of. I went, oh, man, we need to we need to translate this. What's so, your top three languages that you want? Chinese, Spanish, and what be the third one. Irish. Well, we're, I, I've, been, I've been translating into Irish, but I don't know if anybody's going to use that. Yeah, I think Irish is one of our highest priorities, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But yeah, uh, at the moment we're, we're working on um, Chinese and Spanish, but I think, I think Indian would be a great one to get as well. Oh, good, good. Because I think we have a, a good user base there. So for people listening and watching this, if we could find somebody in India and somebody in China. When you're saying Chinese, are you talking Mandarin? Cantonese, what are you talking we're, about? We're, at the minute, it's, it's Mandarin, yeah, but if we can get Cantonese as well, that would be great. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide, and CAT Scan from Proactive Risk. <laughs>